Hey guys, it's Giles here. We're currently back in our Fortress of Solitude, planning our next season. And we've just dropped our Taylor Swift bonus episode on the Patreon page. If you want to hear the full episode, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash the God in Film podcast and sign up to our Bishop Waller Bridge tier and check out our full Taylor Swift episode. Plus, you can hear additional interviews and special bonus episodes like our God in Music and God in Gaming episodes. I hope you enjoy this little teaser. Hello and welcome to God in Film, the podcast where a Christian and an atheist dive into the best that cinema has to offer and see if we can find any parallels with the gospel or any other Bible stories. I'm writer and anti-hero, Charles Goff. And I'm CBT therapist and nightmare dressed like a daydream, Kat Bullock. And today, for this very special bonus episode, we're going to be looking at the works of one Taylor Allison Swift. Kat, what does Taylor Swift mean to you? Taylor Swift is everything. It is Taylor Swift's world, Giles, and we are just living in it. We are Accurate. so honoured to be living at the same time as Taylor Swift, and <laughs> and that's what it is. What does Taylor Swift mean to you, dude? Oh, Taylor Swift is somebody I better not think too much about for any long period of time. <laughs> that's what she is. I fail miserably on that point. But, like, the only person whose words I have analysed with so much depth is Shakespeare, you know? And the fact that she doesn't talk that much about what her songs mean means there is so much room for interpretation. She's been in dialogue with her fans her whole time, you know? Yeah. One day we need to get together and play Is It Shakespeare or Taylor Swift? Because that is a great game and a lot of people fail at it. (laughs) I'm pretty confident I'd nail that one way or another. Let's go. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it one day. (laughs) Kat and I saw Taylor Swift in Hyde Park in 2015 on the 1989 World Tour. And that was pretty damn awesome. Without further ado, let's get into (gasps) Cat's Facts. Theme song. We'll work on it. Um, so, fact number one. So, Taylor Allison Swift, born 13th of December 1989, was actually born in Reading, um, Pennsylvania, which a lot of people think that she's born in Nashville. Born on a, and raised on a Christmas tree farm, isn't she? You totally are right, and that's totally maybe one of my facts. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to come correct when you come at me with the, the Taylor Swift knowledge. Me. Like I say, you know, you've got to work really hard to find me something that I've not heard of before, you know? That's okay. Well, the thing is, I wanted to I wanted to cater to everybody, but maybe one day we'll do like a fax where it's just about surprising you and we could do like a mastermind <laughs> session. So Taylor Swift grew up on a Christmas tree farm. I don't know if you knew that, dolls. <laughs> <laughs> do you know um, what? When I heard the song Christmas Tree Farm, it is... It's not great, that song, for me, you know? And the problem is, I listen to so much Taylor Swift. I have hundreds and hundreds of yeah. it. I know all the words to tons of songs. Not every single song, but tons of songs. So when you hear one that you think, oh, this is bad, part of me feels relief. It's like, I haven't completely drunk the Kool-Aid. Do you know what I mean? It's not like anything she does is wonderful. I still have some sense of taste and discernment, and I can still go with some of them like, I feel like you didn't quite get it, nail it on this one. Um, Yeah. And that's okay, because like I say, even Shakespeare has a few duds in there, you know? Even Shakespeare has a few, like, plays. (laughs) 
Yeah. Anyway, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, one Um, genius at a time. Yeah, one genius at a time. In 2022, Taylor Swift became a doctor after receiving her honorary doctorate in fine arts. Her speech contains referencing, uh, lots of references, hinting of her past soul. She says, welcome to New York. She mentions 22. But actually, she teases her future album, Midnight's. Um, teasing songs such as Labyrinth and You're On Your Own Kid. She does that sometimes. She'll just sort of drop a phrase that's not quite yes. a regular thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, tis the that's damn season. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Long story short, you're always doing this. Mm. <laughs> My final fact, and one that I don't know if you will know, but I hope that you don't because it will, like, um, I'm going to talk about it a bit okay, more. Bring it. Um, okay. So Taylor has obviously been very well known for hiding Easter eggs which essentially hint to the future. And she's been doing this as far as two years in advance. And actually, it's been named that sometimes it might be even longer in advance because of COVID. Now, there is a sense. So it started off as secret messages to fans in very, very earlier albums and now has Mm -hmm. kind of evolved into messages as deep as her nail polish to give us messages about what might be coming next. It is speculated that her next album is an orange theme and it's called karma and this has been speculated since the video the man and it's also second speculated because of the eras tour and the visuals from this um mm-hmm. the man for anybody who doesn't know is a music video from three albums ago and fans are sure that karma is either a completely unreleased album that's been lost to covid mm. or it's definitely the name of her next upcoming one but the orange theme is much more stronger um, as a colour for her next era. And the reason for that is, is because in the era's tour, little bit of a spoiler, the visuals mm-hmm. behind show the lover house burning down and this big lift of an orange door. And right. in the finale song, she has a dancer of each colour, but she's an orange. That's interesting. See, the way I understood it, Karma was an entire album that she she'd written and then just kind of went... That's one theory, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's one theory of that it's a completely lost album. And then the next theory is actually it's her next album. Because right. if you see the man music video, um, when she's the man... Yeah, she's and peeing she's, against the wall. She's peeing against the wall. And it's all the, all the album all the names. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. There you go. Cat, that's Cat's facts you, for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I've been trying to think this through. Like, if you have heard of taylor swift but you you're not obsessive like we are how would you try to explain why she's so great why she's worth our time to people i think you have to completely introduce taylor swift as a caveat of shake off is not her best work so if you are if you are going on I don't like Taylor Swift because I think Shake Off and Me are rubbish, then mm-hmm. you are not giving her the time of day and, and that daylight. I think you would need to showcase all too well. I think you would need yeah. to showcase the songs that become relatable to the individual and the, the mastery of songwriting. So mm. if you're basing your opinion on Taylor Swift because of her album or her single releases, then just try it out. Don't base your opinion on tennis surf yeah. based on shake off, I knew you were in trouble, and me. You know, go into the you know album. It's fascinating you said that because I've always, I often feel like her lead singles from her albums tend to be some of her weakest. Shake it off yeah. and 
Uh, I knew your trouble. And, I knew your trouble. Just, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is... They're fine. They're fine. They're great fine. bops. This is they're f- radio bots. That's what they are. Yeah. They're radio hit bots. Yeah. Um, like, Shake It Off's great, but every time I hear that, like, snare drum in the disco, I do, like, a little bit. Because I'm, you know, you, you 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 request Taylor Swift at the DJ, and then you walk away going, "Oh, I gotta play Shake It Off." Actually, mm. I probably shouldn't have asked him that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you you don't want to ask the DJ to play Taylor Swift, <laughs> and then he plays the all too well ten minute version, are you? You know, no, I do. Like, everybody's exactly like, I want, actually, Dals. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm feeling quite sad, and I'm gonna go have a think about my life. My wife Claire is not really one for clubbing. The only time I've gotten her out to go to a club anywhere was for a club night called Swiftageddon. Yeah, they played all Taylor Swift songs back to back, and that was it, and it was wonderful. That that setup, the fact that Taylor mm-hmm. is allowed that to happen because they would have had to have asked her um, or yeah. her team because they're making money off of just playing their songs. It's incredible. Mm. The fact they've taken over nightclubs to be able to do that. I mean, what a job. What a, what job. a job. And why did we what not think of that? Indeed. <laughs> because we like to be in bed by 10. So It's true. <laughs> we have children who need to be in bed by 8. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into <gasps> Finding the Faith in the Film. Finding the Faith in the Film. Nice, nicely done. Thanks, okay. thanks. So, I really wanted to do this episode on Taylor Swift. Firstly, because I haven't heard any Christian commentators say many nice things about her, you know? A lot of them seem to create these intense straw man arguments and then spend way too long taking that apart. And uh-huh. I wanted to analyse her work from the perspective of someone who is a fan and a Christian. Those two things aren't antithetical in any way. Uh-huh. And secondly, I absolutely freaking adore talking about Taylor Swift. And to be honest, Kat, you're the only person who I think could stand listening to me talk about this for so long. You know, All the time. And any day of the, any day of the week, any hour of the week, whether it's 3am or 6pm, Charles, I'm here for you, babe. I'm here for you. <laughs> so we're going to jump around a little bit on this one, but we're going to start with an actual film, which... I guess kind of makes sense for a podcast with film in the title. So I thought we'd start with Miss Americana, which was the documentary that was released on Netflix in 2020. And I think you've probably got an idea where I'm going to go with this one. Uh, There's one point in the film where she's talking about endorsing two Democratic congressional candidates. It's like a 2018 clip. This is post-Trump being elected. um, And she's wondering... She's... She basically really wants to make a political statement in favor of these two uh, Democrats. And some of her management team are worrying about the concert figures being halved. Her Uh father, Scott Swift, rightly puts forward some real concerns that this might ignite some right-wing stalkers to come after her or make an attempt on her life. And everybody's, everybody's genuinely concerned about her safety. And yet she's able to put aside any concerns for her career or her safety when she talks about U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, who has voted for some fairly horrendous things. She's sort of voted against, like, you know, domestic violence acts and, and rest of it. I sent you the the advert. Yes. That she yes. Did. Do you see what... I actually hadn't seen that until you sent <clears throat> it to me. Obviously, they mm-hmm. don't show the actual advert in the film, but they do see her, like, watching that and then... 
yeah, it's pretty pretty tough yeah. stuff to watch. One of those people is just who's just exhausting, you know, like, and she does all these things behind this facade of Tennessee Christian values. Mm-hmm. Now, what's fascinating is Taylor when she says, "I can't stand seeing that woman's advert on the TV and and talking about Tennessee Christian values." I live in Tennessee. I'm a Christian. That's not what we stand mm-hmm. for. <laughs> now part of me just wants to end this right there that is a phenomenal <laughs> statement job. and it makes you feel proud as a christian and a taylor swift yeah. fan it's like when this is we're christians this is not what we uh-huh. do you know now jesus didn't say anything about lgbtq couples all right yeah jesus didn't say anything about who should use which toilets yeah but jesus was very 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 clear about standing up for the rights of oppressed people Uh, uh. i'll give you a quick one matthew 25 35 to 40 says for i was hungry and you gave me something to eat i was thirsty and you gave me something to drink i was a stranger and you invited me in i needed clothes and you clothed me i was sick and you looked after me i was in prison and you came to visit me then the righteous will say to him Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or give you something to drink? When we see, when do we see you a stranger, invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Anything you do for somebody who is in need, that counts as something you did for Jesus. You know, yeah. it's, it's abundantly yeah. clear, you know. So now it's true that Jesus doesn't explicitly name different people groups, but he keeps it deliberately wide because if someone is in need of help, you help them. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah, Christ-like definitely. value, you know. Yeah. And whilst you could definitely find biblical scripture that can support your homophobia, you cannot find anything Christ-like that will support it. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get off my soapbox now because otherwise... <laughs> it was I'm a beautiful gonna... soapbox, though. Thank it was great. And you're you. right that way, <laughs> What I wanted to do is get into what I really want to talk about because Taylor identifies as a Christian in that clip. And I want to examine that within her body of work that is mm-hmm. the rest of her discography and really unpick that part and be like, what yeah. exactly does that mean? And for me to do that, we've got to go like pretty much all the way back to the start okay yes 